welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 81. Starring Jimbo. Fisher. And uh, yeah, how's it going, Fisher? All good with you? Yeah, very good. Thanks, Jimbo. How about you? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Moustache coming on well. I'm sure we'll talk about that in our breaking news very shortly. But should we get on with the episode uh, intro first and tell everybody what it's called? I don't even know what we're subtitled, actually, by the way. You don't um, even know? So I don't even know. <laughs> uh, and just the fact that we, we joined in this conversation um, and this recording by asking each other how we are. We were talking to each other for about 20 minutes before and before we hit record. Uh, we didn't actually discuss like if we were all right or all that sort of stuff, did we? No. Know? Just... I don't think you even told me the intro was called, yeah. It's behind the scenes, we don't really get on. It's uh, it's just all a show. Uh, we're professionals. It's all about the uh, it's all about the uh, the podcasting, isn't it, really? Yeah. Uh, anyway. Our, our names aren't even Jimbo and Fisher. Exactly. Um, so today, our episode title is Woolly, or brackets, Pretty Bully. Of course, down to the recent uh, Pretty Patel um, inquiry that went off and then found out that she was, in fact, um, bullying within her role. So, shall we play the intro? Yeah. Have you heard fun. Have you heard the song Wooly Bully before? Uh, I'm not sure I have, but I think unless it's... you play it right now, unless you play it right now, I'm going to come around there and hit you. <laughs> right, well, here we go yeah, then. Playing this song about bullying. The inquiry told Boris that she broke the code. Pretty was a bully, but Boris said no. Pretty bully, pretty bully, pretty bully, pretty bully, pretty bully. So, Sir Alex. Standing down As Boris Johnson Told him to tone his report down Pretty bully Pretty bully Pretty bully Pretty bully Pretty bully So there you go Um, Pretty bully uh, is our is our song title today, or, or episode title, and the song title there, um, because of what we'll speak a bit about it later on, won't we? Uh, but Fisher, time for your breaking news. What you got for us, what you've been up to? Uh, not really got much, to be fair. Uh, I've contributed towards making a cake this week, did you see that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, tell us more about this uh, this cake. There's a picture of him. I'm not sure why you can see it on that view, actually. It's... Uh... Uh, it's for someone who is quite keen on canals. Uh, it was retiring, works, uh, works with my wife, and because he is a keen canal lover, we made him a cake that got two halves of a cake, and in the middle of it, we got a little river, and we got some locks uh, to make it. Obviously, could have, I mean, it got off to quite a disastrous start when uh, I got the text message from my wife saying we need to make a canal cake, and uh, predictive text had got hold of it, unfortunately. But nonetheless, nonetheless, I designed something, uh, where it got loads of fluid coming out of the lock and absolutely perfect. So, uh, yeah, quite good, quite quite enjoyed it. So how, how percentage uh, then? Per- percentage of how well. much you did compared to what your wife did? Um, I did a solid, you know, it's a team effort, isn't it, on all this sort of stuff, a bit like the Waste of Web-based podcast. We don't we don't divide up our work. It's, it's, a, it's the sum of its parts that really counts. But come on, we really, what, what, what percentage? Uh, well, he does more of the baking. I tend to do a bit more of the design work and a bit more of some of the precision, some of the details, some of the thinking outside the box. Uh, you make the cup of teas uh, while she's baking. 
I did the washing up afterwards. I did the, I did some of the taste testing. Yeah, that's just just that's a critical part of it. Uh, she, she's also made me some cookies, um, which I'm going to eat on the podcast. There we go, and they're very nice as well. Well, hello to everybody who is listening to us or watching us live. Uh, well, you'll be watching us live, and uh, obviously anyone who's not listening, who's not watching live, but is listening in the uh, podcast that's put out afterwards. Sorry if you are hearing any uh, audio problems. We we've we've been pretty much preparing for this speaking to each other for about half an hour before we actually hit go and as soon as we do hit go suddenly the audio breaks up a little bit but we'll continue going because i can still hear what fish is saying and i'm pretty sure he can still hear what i'm saying yes it's me i'm not quite sure what the problem is it might be my internet connection therefore that's got the problem possibly you are breaking up a little bit but anyway who knows whose problem that is so uh shall we shall we move forward is it um well breaking news i mean tell us about your mustache as well as that coming along I mean, we can see, for, but for the for the listeners, what what do we think? I think it's okay. I think, uh, given the shirt I'm wearing as well, if I'm to change and put on my baseball cap, I would very much say I'm in full on trucker mode here. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just I'm just missing missing having a job driving through Central America in a large um, articulator. I think it looks okay though. What's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'm liking it. Looks very good. I, I, I see where the trucker thing's coming from. Um, Shall I do my breaking news? Yeah. See, I tend to forget my breaking news, but this time I have got breaking news. Uh, I went to the park yesterday with my daughter. Just a common thing to do at the minute because there's not much else to do. So I went to the park and uh, I took a football. Just I thought, you know, can have a little kick around. She likes playing football. Oh, She's only three, but she likes Jimbo. playing football. Yeah. You didn't, lo- you didn't lose to her, did you again? Yeah, I did, yeah. Well, I did. I, I was a big loser because I was. Uh, I kind of like you know. I was. I kind of had a little mini bit of. I, I went into a mini sprint. Yeah. Before that, I was just sort of walking about, kicking the ball, and I went into a, a mini sprint. What I would describe as a mini sprint. The only one that I did yesterday while at the park, and on my mini sprint, guess what I did? You fell over. I, I fell over. Yeah, all in the mud, sludged yeah, down all one side. <clears throat> uh, lots of parents about wondering what I was doing. Uh, you, you kind of do that thing, don't you, where you laugh at yourself when you fall over to make it so it's not as bad. And you do an over-the-top yeah. laugh. I kind of did that. Um, did, did Ada laugh at you? She she just found it, found it confusing every time I do it. I told you about the time that I was pushing her on the swings and I decided to see if I could run underneath. Yeah. And uh, I made a bit of a mess of that as well. So uh, she that's just added to... I think basically she just she knows me that as soon as I pick up any pace or get a bit too overexcited, I'm likely to fall over. So there you go. That's my breaking news anyway. Go on then, Fisher. What was the what did you say? Breaking news for the podcast. Breaking news for the podcast. I was just gonna say we've got a few new reviews that we're aware of. We have got a couple of new reviews, haven't we? Have you have you got them to hand? Uh, uh, I have yes. Just um, recent reviews, all, all five stars. So thank you very much for everyone for five star reviewing us. And these are genuine. It's not to a stage where we can't even make up our own reviews anymore because we've got enough devices. To do, well, they've been um, they've been know. there a couple of weeks, haven't they? We didn't we didn't even know they were there. Yeah. Um, one person says brilliant. Really in the episode, some great quizzes, and even if they are a little daddish. So so you broke up you broke you broke up a little bit there, but I do remember reading this review. It said, uh, "Love love the." Love the jokes, was it? Even if they're a little daddish, somebody said. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, that's... Um, uh, and another review, great podcast and very funny, or V funny. I'm hoping V stands for very. Um, and it says, our favourite podcast at the moment, 
long gaps, quite right. You know, we've got a lot to say. Um, <laughs> but good to keep picking up throughout the week uh, and listen to you while you're working from home. Uh, I've been late on a few video video calls because of this podcast that keeps us smiling, especially the silly mock adverts. So oh, there we you go. Kind of created that a lot of those, Jimbo. So well done. No worries. Yeah, and uh, we've we we you know we we are that we're helping people working from home, aren't we? In many cases, and you know because. Sometimes people tell me that they listen when they're on the car journey. So, I mean, obviously, it's going a long, long car journey if they listen to a full podcast because they tend to go into an hour and a half. But some people have said that they listen, like, while, like, on separate, on different journeys. So they'll, they'll listen to it over the course of a week or something, which is pretty good. Yeah. So just to let you know, there's a car just coming. <laughs> down uh, on your left hand side it looks like it might be about to undertake you so make sure you're checking in the mirrors <laughs> uh, but also uh, if you are listening to this whilst working from home then to be honest just delete the email that person sent you it's probably not that important yeah. anyway and, and disclaimer it's not our fault if people turn up late to video calls because they're, they're, they're over listening to us and forgetting to log on to their video meetings yeah. or whatever so should we do beers? Uh, yeah let's do beers what have you got Jimbo? well I have got I went to have you ever been to Maison de Beer, I think that's how you say it, Maison de Beer in Elsica. I'm fairly sure it's actually called Maison de Beer uh, oh, within oh. French, but yeah. Well, you are, Euro- you are European Maison. fisher, you've got the French moustache and everything, so... Uh, yeah, we just call it uh, Maison de Beer, can't we? That's, kind of, that's how the Yorkshire people... Barnsley is not particularly well known for its French culture, <laughs> as far as I'm aware. Uh, so yeah, and I've got, it's called Interstellar Getaway, can you see that okay there? Um, because yep. it, and I thought I'd get this one and pick this one up only because you know I read the, the actual what what's what's in it and it sounds nice. It sounds like my kind of beer, but also because the SpaceX sent some more astronauts up to space, haven't they? And I uh, have they? Yeah, and I, and I didn't, I didn't if you noticed, but they were using Baby Yoda um, to as their zero gravity indicator. So when they go on space missions to test out the gravity before they go into the into the cockpit or wherever they go when, they, when they've got to a certain point they have to send something out to check that it can float freely around and so on so that they know that the yeah. zero gravity stuff's working and so on so they used a baby yoda um yeah and uh yeah i mean yoda, you've seen baby do you know who baby yoda is no i don't watch star wars i'm not into it at all it, he's, um, he's, so it's, it's part of a spin-off uh, of star wars I'll, I'll fill you in fish with it. It's part of a spin-off of Star Wars, and it goes back in time, so the, so the Yoda's actually really small and babyish in it. So that's where Baby Yoda character comes from, but it's become a lot of memes and things like that. But I actually spoke to Yoda the other day, Fisher. The real Yoda. You did, Jimbo? I did speak to the real Yoda the other day, because obviously he's got these new TV series on Netflix and stuff like that, so I said, you know, Yoda... Have you seen yourself on these new 4K tellies? It's absolutely incredible. And you know what he said? Jimbo, no. See me on TV, Jimbo. He said... Is that what he said? No, he said, HDMI. Hey. Do you like that? Very good. Terrible. So Interstellar Getaway is is at 4% Galaxy Pale Ale. It's from Manchester. But thank you uh, to the Maison de, de, de Bier, or whatever you want to say, yeah. in Elsica, who were very nice. And they even gave my daughter a free bag of crisps. Um, to, oh, very as good. A nice, were they in, were they in uh, I, I'm pretty sure they were. They took them straight off the shelf. Oh. So big oh, shout out to them. Really appreciate that. And I've even... I, I want people to be able to see the... The nice colours of it and everything like that. And you can see it's a nice sort of paley, hazy what? type colour. What are you drinking there? I think it might be a gin glass. I think it might be a gin glass. Yeah. It's like but a it, vase. It fit- any flowers to put in there instead. It, it fits nicely. So there we go. Cheers, Fisher. What you got? Cheers. Um, 
I think, by the way, the uh, brewery that makes that, is that run by Paul McCartney's son-in-law? Which one, sorry? Uh, the beer that makes, the, the brewery that makes your beer. ABC? He's quite interstellar, isn't he? Ah. Oh, well, I thought it was called uh, interstellar. Very funny. He's oh, actually well, about... It's, not, the, not the best joke in the world, anyway. I don't think I gave the name of it, though. It's the It looks like the ABC, possibly brewery. It just says ABC. Yeah. Um, ah, right. Alphabet Brewing Co. There you go. Oh, in uh, Northwestern right, Street, Manchester. There we go. Very good. Uh, I've got some Camden uh, Hell's Lager. Uh, not the most exotic, to be fair. Um, but nonetheless, it was in my garage, so I've got to try and drink more. Um, I think it's... I think, Probably had this before, uh, whether on the podcast or elsewhere. Relatively common brewery nowadays, isn't it, Camden? Yeah, yeah. So okay. Should be okay, I think. Looking forward to it. So, hey, Jimbo, I'm drinking it out of the bottle today. What a rebel. <laughs> Uh, Fisher's extremely on the slow side today, um, from what I can see. So sorry if uh, other people are experiencing Fisher's broken up audio or video. Uh, but we'll we'll keep going. We'll do his best. Fisher, uh, it's your show and tell. What have you got? Uh, it's this shirt. All I'm right. Okay. I'm not sure if you can see it uh, um, or how well you can see it. Uh, listening to the audio version of the podcast, and you probably can't see it at all because that's how audio works. But if you're watching on the video on YouTube or Facebook, then you'll be able to see this uh, shirt that I'm wearing. Uh, but I can describe it to you. I don't know if you want to jump in as well, Jimbo, but it's basically a blue and black check shirt with a white stripe running through it. Um, yeah. Very much it, the height of fashion, probably it, back in uh, back 20 years ago. It's what you might lay out to have a picnic on. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. It's the kind of pattern um, to it. So what is the slightest story I've got behind? Is it that whilst wearing this shirt, I was asked to appear in a photo shoot for a photography student? I initially agreed, but withdrew. After she said she was looking forward to working with someone who wasn't that attractive. <laughs> or is it whilst wearing, wearing the shirt, I was working behind the bar when a customer complimented me on the shirt and then asked if I was gay? <laughs> so, so what, what, uh, what, which there, what kind of era is this from then? What kind of time is this from, are we saying? Um, well, the, the, we're talking in sort of seven or eight years ago. Okay. So it's it's not not particularly recent, um, but uh, I, I have had this shirt for a long time. I'll be honest, I've had it for about ten years. And is in that both is that both of your stories that this this is the case? Is that right? Um, I would say that the first story happened in 2012. The second story happened in 2013. So 2012, 2013. And let's just clarify the first story. Someone you was going to where was you working or where was you going to be working? Uh, this is a few years ago when I was. Living in Man- uh, in the first story, and in, Man- in Manchester, holiday. yeah, I, yeah, in, yeah. It was a bank holiday. Yeah, um, I was, was just having a bit of a wander around the city centre, wearing this shirt. I was, I was, and I'd like to think I looked quite cool, Jimbo. It's hard to say. <laughs> um, you know, I was sort of like walking around town. Uh, um, maybe had a bit of a skateboard look to it. Maybe you think from the shirt, perhaps. Um, and someone someone approached me saying they're a photography student from Manchester University, and they were trying to get some photos together for a project they were doing. Uh, could I could I be in some of the photos of planning on taking? Um, and we discussed potential locations down at the bottom of Dean's Gate or whatever, where some railway archers look quite good. Um, and we swapped numbers um, to arrange me to go back a few weeks later. I thought something different. Never, never particularly done it. I just put in a text message. Um, yeah, quite looking forward to working with you. Uh, a lot of people I normally work with are quite different and really good looking. And you had, you had something a little bit different to that. <laughs> Uh, which I thought was a, I thought was a little bit offensive, but therefore decided that actually 
maybe I wasn't that keen on doing the uh, doing a bit of work for her. <laughs> so you you could have been so you could have been a, you could have been a clothes model or a model or something. Um, well, well, I think it was more just for some well, just for some work. Uh, I think it was more. I think the impression I got was she was more bothered about the actual surroundings. She was wanting some people. Um, uh, um, a lot of uh, well, the areas that we were discussing were a bit more of like an industrial type theme, uh, but so she wants some people in it. And I think it was quite clear that she didn't particularly want me to be the star of the show, despite the fact that I was possibly going to be the only person on it. Right. Okay. And then the second one, then. Yep. Tell me that one uh, the again. Sec- the second one, um, I was working behind a bar um, while serving a customer said they liked my shirt, and then asked if I was gay. Right, I can't remember you working behind a bar. Uh, I was working behind a bar in the commercial. Oh, yes, I do remember you've done a few shifts in the commercial, yeah. Uh, can you t- can you tell me who it was who said this? Do you know who it was, or were you, do you know... You don't have to give the name, but did you know the person who said that to you? Um, I, I do not know the person. They were not anyone uh, who is a regular or anyone I know who goes in the pub. Was it a male or female? Uh, it was a male. Okay. Um, so he may or may not have been chatting me up. That, that's, at least that's, was, that's what I was, was trying to ask. Yeah. Than the person I met in Manchester. Who, uh, it, it was more complimenting the person I met in Manchester who um, claimed that I was quite unattractive. Uh, well, I, yeah, well, I don't know if he was chatting me up. I don't know, he just... Asked about my shirt and asked if I was gay. Also, he liked my shirt and then said I was. Asked if I was gay, rather. Hmm. Um, Again, of which, of which there, there is absolutely no problem with whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, um. But the of doubt. I'm irrespective of what shirt I'm wearing. I think the second one certainly compliment because they do say that uh, you know, uh, people who are who are gay have good style. That's what they say about gay men that they've got good style. Yeah. Um. In in in. You know, says the man. Currently wearing the grumpy old what's, what's your t-shirt? Grumpy old man. Grumpy old man. Grumpy old man club. Yep. Founding member, it says. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, got this from my dad. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, An hereditary condition that you've got. Yeah. My uh, my daughter thinks that uh, Wallace off Wallace and Gromit's my dad. <laughs> I've been seeing your dad. That doesn't surprise me. Mm. All right. So I need to try and decide then. Um, uh, well, I don't. Have you got any more questions on the matter, or have I, have I, I explained everything I've, I've you just, need to I've just got doubts about the first one, that somebody actually wanted you to appear in their work <laughs> in the first place. Well, they, they did give a, a, a very plausible reason, that. So so this would have been 2012 then, and that was that was just kind of when you... Were, just before you came back to Sheffield, wasn't it? Is that right? Yes, yeah. And, but it was in Manchester, so it was just before you came back. Yeah. So maybe, that, maybe that's, that, that's what did what, it. That, that, that's what, maybe, maybe that tipped me over the edge. Uh, um, maybe transformed my entire life and fashion sense to start wearing clothes that make it look like I was gay instead. Okay, right. And, and uh, to be fair, actually, to be fair to this person, I'm not necessarily saying that he said it was a shirt that made him suspect that I might have been. But he did compliment the shirt and say, "Oh, you gay." Right. I am going to say that it was the second one. And it was while you was working in the commercial and somebody asked if you were gay, I think. Jimbo, you would be correct. Well done. Have you wore the shirt often since? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I found the incident all a bit, uh, all a bit embarrassing. I'll be, I'll be honest. I normally draw my, I nearly dropped my Smirnoff ice that I was drinking when he said that to me. <laughs> uh, what are you um, trying to say? No, I, I was 
Uh, I, I do wear the, the uh, shirt every now and then. Um, it's, it's an alright shirt, as I say, but it does have that memory sort of tag to it, which I find a little unusual. Mm. I was I was just doing my normal, uh, normal job that I was doing at the time, which was uh, working behind, well, I was working behind the bar sort of a few evenings, weekends for a relatively short period. Um, served this bloke, I think, a couple of pints or whatever it was, uh, and then he then he said that to me, which I thought was a bit unusual. I do quite like the fact that you uh, think that the idea that someone would refuse me for a photo if I'm unattractive is uh, is obviously not going <laughs> to happen in the first place. But I don't know whether or not you find the first part of that statement unplausible or the second one. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, it's a shame your audio has been a bit jumpy so far, but uh, we'll we'll keep moving forward. And again, apologies for, for for anyone who's experiencing that like I am a little bit, but we can can still make out what you're saying for sure. We're still doing all right. Really enjoying the uh, interstellar getaway beer from the Alphabet uh, Alphabet Crow Brewery, I think it is, Manchester. Really enjoying it, really nice. There you go again for anyone who wants to see what that looks like. I do like the uh, can designs that people are coming up with these days. Really into that, so yeah. Uh, anyway, it's time for my feature, Fisher. And uh, anyway, so... Uh, do, do, should, <laughs> should, we, should we talk briefly about what, why I came up with this feature, first of all? Uh, that is entirely up to you, Jimba. <laughs> so, my mum, who I shall not name, and she doesn't have my name anyway, so or anything, any we, we don't have the same surname or anything, so that's quite handy. To be, to be fair, Jimbo, if, if your mum was called Jimbo, I'd be quite surprised. <laughs> so, earlier this week, I got a message from my mum on the old WhatsApp, and it, I thought, oh, you know, the, the headline of it was, uh, Cops... Cops put to shame, bloody 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 blah, over attending lockdown party or something like that. Okay, now I, I I thought, oh, this is going to be a great story for our podcast. Until I opened the message and looked into it further and saw that the headline, which was in a, a horrible rag of a newspaper, I won't say which one it was, but you can probably guess uh, from a, from a couple of different ones. Uh, but it was a one with a red, what they call a red red top. What do they call them normally? Anyway. Yeah. Yep, yeah, um, top and a third page. But anyway, she uh, she was the, the <laughs> she was featured in this article playing crazy golf in somebody's house, uh, and it's worth to say she her, her first and second well her second her first shot wasn't too bad, but her second and third shots were pretty terrible, weren't they? Oh yeah, um, um, yeah. Her second shot in particular hit the fireplace almost. It was nowhere near where. It, yeah, she, she was trying to put it into an upside down pint glass or cup, wasn't she? Um, it was a house that she'd attended. Yeah, so she'd attended a house uh, to check the reports that there'd been some sort of lockdown party. And while they were there, kind of just very sort of light-heartedly, you know, we're having a bit of a chat, kind of mixing with the community. Like, you know, it's good good police practice to kind of, you know, be like that, to check everything out and so on. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think obviously, they were kind of stitched up a little bit and the uh, video was sent to a sort of national paper and so on. But nothing actually became of it. I think most people see the sense that there wasn't, really anything to uh to to have to have any alarm or concern about but it did make me laugh a little bit um and i thought i was going to then try and do a quiz about uh famous people in particular who've got parents who are 
quite embarrassing or whatever. And we, we talked previously about Stanley Johnson, haven't we? How, how he's kind of uh, causes he, he causes a bit. He's done various stupid things, hasn't he? And hasn't he? And that, that probably haven't been favourable towards Boris Johnson. Although Boris Johnson's quite good at making himself look like an idiot, anyway. Um, so I did some research. I, I, I struggled a little bit, um, but I'm, I'm going to hopefully do that again. But what I have got is a bit of a quiz for you, Fisher about celebrities who have got family secrets. So a little bit more deeper than that and a bit more about family secrets of some celebrities that you may or may not have heard of before. So are you ready for your quiz? And like we've done before, how it's going to work is I'm going to... um, I'm going to give you like... The, a two-word phrase, and then that will help you to guess the name of the celebrity before I give you their question. Is that all right? So there's only there's only seven questions. So that's why I thought I'd kind of make it a bit trickier. All right. So here we go then. Your first one then. Uh, celebrities who have got sort of family secrets or uh, awkward parents and things like that. So first of all then, your first clue is, two-word clue is Parent Trap. Oh, Parent Trap. Uh, that was a film, wasn't it? Um, early 2000. Well, it was a it was a rematch. I think uh, the original film was from the probably 70s, 70s, 80s, uh, but it was remade later on with Lindsay Lohan, I believe. Correct. Yep, Lindsay Lohan is spot on. Well done. <laughs> and your question then about Lindsay Lohan is: What did Lindsay Lohan's dad? Um, who has famously been in trouble with the law quite a few times and spent time behind bars for crimes involving money and for assault. Um, But for what reason was he arrested in 1997? Two possible answers are, A, he broke his probation flying to California to visit his daughter, Lindsay, who'd been hospitalised after suffering an asthma attack while filming a movie, and then was, uh, because of that, he was then jailed for a year. Uh, or B, while under the influence of drugs and alcohol, he tried to steal a car off a drive, but instead of putting the car in reverse, he shot forward through the garage door and found himself stuck in the car where he fell asleep until police got to him. <laughs> um, well, both fairly plausible. Uh, I don't know, did you see footage of a, a car uh, being driven home by someone? Um, they were dr- trying to drive onto the drive, which was a bit of a yeah. sloping drive that kind of went up and they put it into the wrong thing and shot off it went over the legend ended up uh, in a bit of a mess it's amazing how easy it seems to be able to do Um, to do that it looked like a porsche as well didn't it yeah Uh, i don't know if there's a difference between drive and park on some of these uh, things he tapped his foot down uh, he or she obviously uh tapped his foot down and uh, it seemed to shoot forward quite a bit uh i think i think that if you break your probation uh, and it's to do something that's there's a legitimate reason why you'd be trying to do something under fairly exceptional circumstances such as visiting his young daughter who'd had an asthma attack in hospital it might be kind of okay to get away with that i think if you were uh, to steal a car and shoot forward through some garage i think there is very little exceptional circumstances there so i'm going to say the second one so you think it was he was sat on the drive in his car well not in his car trying to steal a car and he yeah. shot forward instead of backwards and then yeah you would be yeah wrong yeah so i mean as much as he's been in trouble in the past for various things, I suppose this is a little bit more unfortunate in the sense that he was actually going to visit his daughter who wasn't well. But, you know, if you are un- on probation, you kind of make sure you clear that first, don't you, before you do things like this. And uh, yeah, uh, well, yeah. Yeah, he ended up in, uh, in in prison again for that. So next one then. Number two, your two-word phrase is actor, governor. Um, well, he's as well as an actor and a governor. Uh, he's also a very bad television presenter to the extent that he should have been fired. Uh, and I think it is Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm not sure about that. So where, where, what was this uh, TV presenting thing? I, I took over the assistant from Donald Trump. Oh, did he? Is that is that who's in, is that who's the TV presenter now for that? Yeah, and obviously Trump, being Trump, um, said Schwarzenegger's ratings were down. It was nowhere near as good as Trump was, so he should be fired. Uh, <laughs> the program is rubbish, you know, because Donald Trump's on it. Was... Only in the same way that uh, he decided to slag off. Um, what's name? Uh, oh, Mel Street. Uh, uh, Beryl Street. Yeah. It's like off Mel Streep, so she's not even that good an actress anyway, just because she had the cheek to criticise him. All right. All is, sort of stuff. is Arnold Schwarzenegger, when he was a governor, was he, and when he was into politics and stuff, politics, was he Democrat or Republican? I think he was Republican. I think mm. he was governor of California, and I want to say he was Republican. But I will, while you're reading the next question out, yeah, no, I will check if you like. So what is true about Arnold Schwarzenegger's dad, who was a military police officer in the 1930s and 1940s in Austria? A, there are records that show he was potentially seeking membership to right-wing political parties and movements in Austria in late 1930s. Or B, he mysteriously went missing in 1938 and never returned and was rumoured to have been killed. Uh, um, uh, it was a Republican governor of California, by the way. I've just uh, okay. checked. Uh, so he's... I've got something at the back of my mind uh, which links uh, uh, the host of well the the host of the US um, to sort of right wing fascist groups, but again I don't know whether that's Trump or Schwarzenegger, so I'm not sure the first one is right. Um, and so the second one was that he disappeared. Yeah, I think that's a bit. Hmm, I'm not sure. Ah, disappearing. I, I think if I would have heard, I, I've vaguely got something in the back of my mind about him being linked to. Right-wing groups or its families. So I'm going to say the first one's true. Correct. Well done. Yep. So uh, there are records that seem to show he was trying to join certain socialist parties at the time uh, in in Austria before Austria, just before Austria became part of Germany and all those kind of things. And and it was basically for some of the same parties that uh, the Nazi Party sort of evolved from and all those kind of things. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Um, but, yeah, whether that was actually proved uh, or not, yeah. Sorry, can I just ask from a historical context, at what point did Austria become part of Germany? Well, it got, it got annexed. Is it called annexed or something like that? It, something to do with, you know what I mean? It, it became... It got taken over or whatever. I don't know. Come on, you, you correct us, Fisher. I mean, Mr. You mean Mr. When, History. Well, do you mean when Hitler invaded Austria? Or was it Austria? Or was it Austria Hungary at that point? I'm not too sure. <laughs> not but sure. Yeah. I don't, th- I don't think Germ- I don't think at any point. Yeah. When Austria became part of Germany it, un- under their rule, though. I suppose is what I was maybe saying. Yeah. 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 Okay. Next, uh, number three, Umbrella Singer. Oh, of course. This must be um, must be Rihanna. I suppose you could have said uh, Julie Andrews or Mary Poppins. Could have done, yeah. Um, or, or who did Singing in the Rhine? Yeah, Gene Jean uh, something. I was going to say Gene. <laughs> I think I was going to say the wrong. <laughs> I was going to say Gene Simmons. <laughs> I think you're about to say Gene Simmons. Yeah, Gene Kelly. <laughs> That's the one, yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine Gene Simmons been singing in the Rhine. <laughs> oh, his face paint might come off that. That's a slight problem. <laughs> Uh, go then. Uh, oh, it's me, isn't it? So yeah, it's you. <laughs> so you've got you've got this one right then. So next then, um, Rihanna took. Uh, hold on a minute. Wrong. Sorry. What is true about Rihanna's dad? A. He apparently tried to convince Rihanna to change her stage name to Badonna. Uh, <laughs> 
which is uh, a play on the on her Barbados roots and Madonna. Or B, Rihanna took her dad to court over using the family name Fenty, which she trademarked. Her dad was allegedly using it and pretending to be a manager as well. Mm. Oh, I'm not too sure. It's, it's, it's not, not that uncommon, is it, for pop stars to fall out with the parents um, and have issues with image rights and, and all that sort of stuff and management and what I didn't think is Britney, well, it might be a question coming up, but I think Britney Spears in particular is quite heavily involved in legal dispute with her parents. Yeah, I think that's kind of, that's ongoing at the minute, isn't it, as well, I think, as, as recently as, yeah. you know, as things are currently going. So, yeah. Uh, is that one you're going to go with then? Uh, well, uh, well, well, Britney Spears wasn't one of the questions. No, I, I was one saying, is, our, but is that uh, the, well, you, the answers. Yeah, you're going to go with the answer about, about the similar sort of thing? or? Uh, um, image rights. Fenty, you say Fenty? Yeah. I don't know. Is that... So that sound like it could be Rihanna's surname? I don't know that her first name is Rihanna, in all honesty. Um, I don't, yeah. No, I'm going to say Badonna. You think her dad wanted her to use the name Badonna. Okay. Well, you are wrong. No. Uh, it was, I think it was in 2019, actually. She took her dad to court over, yeah, using the fem- family name Fenty, which is used for... It's like the, sort of like the entertainment brand, and I think they do think other oh. things like clothing and so on, but they try, he kind of tried to use the name various things and also apparently he was pretending or acting like he was a manager and, and so on uh next then number four you're oh, two hang, hang yeah. on uh, if it's if it's for the entertainment brand have they ever referred to it as entertainment <laughs> i'm sure they might have um like your next one then number four and your two word phrase for this one is not whoopee not whoopee um is it peter i was gonna say whoopee goldberg uh well Listen, it must be some kind of reference to Whoopi Goldberg. Um, so I wonder if it might be Peter Cushing. No. All right. Okay. If not, not Whoopi Cushing. Peter. Yeah. Uh, um, not Whoopi. Uh, you might remember from we we, we, we mentioned this in a few in a few podcasts back. We had a question or something that came uh, up. Is it someone who was confused for being Whoopi Goldberg? Yes. Um. So, if I get this wrong, then it's going to reflect really badly on me, isn't it? It's clearly what you've set me up to do. Uh, I wonder whether it was Oprah Winfrey. Well done. You are correct, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we remember there was a, there was an, I think it was like a fashion uh, or like a, an online yeah. magazine sort of thing that, that, that commented on a picture of... Um, I think I can't which way around it was, but commented on a picture of either Whoopi Goldberg. I think it was Whoopi Goldberg saying, oh, Oprah looks well sort of thing. Um, anyway, what did Oprah discover in 2010? A, that her father was not her father. Or B, that she had a sister she didn't know about. Hmm. Um, sounds, well, like, is, sounds like something that could what, have appeared on the Oprah Winfrey show. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that actually, just getting back to the mix-up originally, uh, that... Oprah Winfrey and Whoopi Goldberg do actually sometimes claim uh, it's one of Whoopi Goldberg's well-known sister act. Uh, <laughs> I think I think that kind of came through for sure, but uh, yeah. no, that was meant to give you a symbol. But the, your audio kind of cut slightly, so do you, do you, want, do, right, do you want to attempt like to repeat it. it? Yeah, go on then. Um, let's, can you just pretend you didn't hear it first time round? Yeah, I'll pretend. Yeah, go on. Get ready to laugh with us. So yeah, of course, Oprah Winfrey. And Whoopi Goldberg do often sort of pretend to be siblings. It's uh, Whoopi Goldberg's well-known sister act. Very good. 
There we go. Yeah, very good. That that came through Thank a lot better this time, much. for sure. Well done. Uh, so, yeah, which one was it then? Is it that A, her father was not her father, or B, that she had a sister she didn't know about? Um, well, I do apologise if the second one is true and you'd already lined up some kind of sister actor-based joke. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think it... Yeah, go on, I'll say. I'll say she's got a sister she never knew about. Yep, well done. She's got a sister called Patricia. Um, Oprah grew up in extreme poverty in Mississippi and was sent to live with her biological father as a child uh, because the cost became too much for her mum at the time. Um, but then her mum later on had two more children. One of them was given up, given up for adoption and Oprah only found out about her in 2010. Interesting fact for you there. The next one then, number five, your next two-word phrase is shining actor. Oh, you, you know you know, I can't do films. Oh, I was in The Shining. <laughs> uh, is it... Jack Nicholson. Well done. There we go. Um, so what is true about Jack Nicholson? A, he has a brother who robbed a convenience store dressed as the Joker, the character that Jack Nicholson played in Batman. Or B, he found out his sister was actually his mother when he was 37. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm assuming his sister, therefore, must be quite a few years older than he is. Uh, uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if America's maybe got the same... Because how old Jack Nicholson now? He's, he's 83. Probably in his 70s. 83. Maybe in his 80s. 83. Okay. I thought it probably was in his 80s, but I just want to be nice and say in his 70s. Um, so that's, we're talking 50, 45 years ago-ish, give or take a little bit. Um, would, it have been a bit would it have been a bit more sort of socially unusual at that time to, you know, child, child aren't born in wedlock and all that sort of stuff? Maybe that might be something that's a bit more of a British thing than it is an American thing. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that he's the person who thought was his sister is actually his mother. Well done, you are correct, and it is exactly that. Basically, he was born out of wedlock, so in those days it was quite common to hide it. And uh, I don't think he was kind of probably the only person at the time who, who found out those kind of things. Really, uh, number six. Mm-hmm. Then this is probably going to be one. Um, I think this is probably the, the hardest one. Really. Uh, the next two are probably quite difficult. Uh, so next, then, your two-word phrase is mall voice. Mall voice. Oh, so this is the person who provides the voice of Darth Maul in um, in Star Wars. Darth Maul in Star Wars. Already yeah. a something which is already something that I've made a reference to the fact that I know very little about Star Wars. So the question is, who provides the voice of Darth Maul in Star Wars? And I think I might know this is. Uh, is his second name quite difficult to pronounce? It is, yeah. Is it? Is it Peter Serafinowicz? Well done. Well done. You are correct with that. Sorry, the audio was uh, breaking up there again. It's been particularly bad for the uh, last couple of questions, but we'll keep going. Um, so, which of these is true about uh, Peter Serafinowicz? I think I've said that right, or ish. People know around about. Yeah. So he also, just for those who might not know him, he he's he's quite a, a, a large, tall comedian, isn't he? But he's quite broad as well, isn't he? At the same time, and he was in. He was in, uh, I think he, he, he appeared in some of the, uh, what's the films called? The Shaun of the Dead type films. The, they call them the, um, what do you call them? The, uh, yeah, it was in... They call them the... Uh, the oh, Cornetto Trilogy. That's it, Cornetto Trilogy. That came up in a, in a Zoom quiz recently, actually. Uh, yeah, Cornetto Trilogies yeah. is in there, man. He's in various other things. He had his own sketch show as well at one point, which was uh, quite good, actually. Uh, I thought he was quite underrated as a, a sketch show producer. But anyway... 
Um, which of these is true about him? A, his granddad was tried for war crimes. Or B, his sister was tried for treason. Um, oh, good question. Yeah, I don't know a huge, huge amount about him. I think he did a program called Look Around You on BBC Two that was probably on about 20 years ago. Uh, little 10-minute sketches. Um, oh, his sister, what would his sister do? I mean, do people get charged with treason now? Um, I think it's quite unlikely. Again, that's said he's grandfather been tried for war crimes probably isn't particularly commonplace either but I'm going to go with that, I'm going to go grandfather tried for war crimes Well done, <laughs> correct um, So his granddad was apparently tried for war crimes participating in the Holocaust Holocaust, sorry, <laughs> in, <laughs> Holocaust in Belarus uh, he was never held accountable as it was said that he'd got dementia at the time of the you know starting trial so he weren't fit to stand trial but he was apparently the first man in the UK to be tried for war crimes um, really? yeah and uh, I think Peter Serenfinowicz at the time had, had tried to kind of put a bit of a newspaper block on this which, you know, in all fairness to Peter Sarah and Fenwick, you can't kind of help who your family is and what your sort of family history is, is it? And, uh, you know, I think basically his family was Belarusian before. That's where his kind of ties are and so on. So it's not, you know, uh, it can't really be helped. But anyway, I think he dropped trying to block anything in the end. Decided, mm-hmm. I think he decided not to block any of the new stuff. But anyway, uh, number seven then. Yeah, it, it, I think I think it does appear in the newspapers now. Sometimes it's just on those stories about your mother playing great golf in people's <laughs> living room. So you can still see it in there. That's it. Next then, number seven. Uh, this is going to be difficult. Um, so, Spider-Man. Um, well, it's presumably whoever plays Spider-Man again. Uh, is that fair to say? Yeah. Uh, and that is an actor, I think you'll find, who might be called Toby Maguire. Oh, well done. I didn't think you'd get that. Good going. So what is true, which is the last one, what is true about Toby Maguire? A, his dad robbed a bank, he was caught but didn't do much time as he was unarmed and it was his first crime. Or B, his mum attempted to poison his dad. Ooh, ooh, I don't know. Um, I suppose they're both... Both could feasibly happen to some degree, although so, um, poisoning someone is probably quite difficult. I don't know, it depends what you try and poison them with. Uh, as for robbing a bank, I don't know if you get let off just because it's your first time you've done it. Surely once is, mm. once is more than enough. That is, that, is on, that is one more occasion than I've tried to rob. Albeit nowadays when you're going to a bank and you're wearing those face masks, it does look a bit strange. Um, <laughs> but I would say that I think, I think it might be that his mum tried to poison his dad. And you would be wrong. I think he did do quite well with that one. But yeah, it is true that his dad robbed a bank. It was due, due, it was during quite uh, difficult times financially and everything, and uh, you know, which is not an excuse for robbing banks. But <laughs> he did it, and, and I don't think he, he got too badly punished for it because it was his first crime and he was unarmed. And yeah, anyway, so there you go. Uh, that was a little bit about family secrets of celebrities that you may not have heard about before, and. Um, Hopefully in future I'll do one about embarrassing families as well because there are there are other things I found to do with embarrassing families um, and I might do something like that in future too. So yeah, hope you enjoyed that, Fisher. Yeah, very good. Thank you very much. And now it's time for a word from our advertisers, and we do have to um, we do have to say something about it at this point, don't we, Fisher? That unfortunately Daryl 
does deliveries, has now stopped doing deliveries. Uh, he got in touch with us. He paid for an advertisement last week, didn't he, Daryl? And uh, basically stopped doing that service now. So if you listen to last week's podcast and you heard Daryl does deliveries, he doesn't do deliveries anymore. Um, but he has got in touch and he has got a new service that he's offering now. And uh, it's Daryl does DIY. So here you go. Hello, I'm Daryl. And I've recently started a DIY business. I stopped working as a delivery driver following a large shipment of ladies' underwear gone missing. I've turned my hand to DIY and my tools of the trade are the tools of the trade. I'm happy to do all areas of DIY you might need. Do you have a problem with your wood? If so, I'll either nail it or screw it with expert care. Have you got a wonky table? I'll prop it up with a book for you. You'll have to provide your own book though, because I don't have any. My work is plain and simple. In fact, I can only plane something if it's pretty simple. Do you need something drilling? Or have you got any holes that need filling? Let me get my sealant gun out and fill it with my decorator's coke. Watch the pressures build up and the white sticky substance fill your holes. I've got good availability at the moment, although I was off last week with a sore arm. I had an accident and nearly sold my arm off. But you name it and I can give it some hammer. And don't worry about me being a rogue trader. I'm an expert chiseler. In fact, I learned all my chiseling skills from my dad. He says I'm a chip off the block. Just trying his best, Daryl, and say to be fair, everyone's got to work in this day and age. And give him a shout. Give yeah, big shout out. Big shout out to Daryl. He might be doing something different next week. He might be. Who knows? Uh, yeah. You know, he's, he's wasting a lot of money on these advertisements. So if he's not sticking with his his, his original plans, is he? But yeah, as he explained, uh, you know, when a large shipment of ladies' underwear goes missing, that's supposed to be in your care. There's going to be questions raised, isn't there? Yeah, I suspect it probably still in his care. That's probably the problem, Jimba. Uh, there we go. Yeah, just you know, you know when builders and DIY people get uh, the old builder's bum. Well, see what see what he's wearing when he comes round to do a job for you. Um, anyway, uh, so let's move on then. And um, yeah, it's news time. So should we talk about what's been going on in the news? First of all, should we mention the old Pretty Patel thing, since that's kind of our title of our podcast today. And it's a little bit, again, it's just another example of our kind of government who, you know, kind of can just, they seem to be able to let things go even after. What What's the bothering having an inquiry into all this if, if they're just going to ignore it and she's, you know, she's going to be able to keep her job? Because she's basically been found to have broken the ministerial co- code. But then Boris Johnson said, Oh, I don't think she has. <laughs> Even yeah. though they, they paid to have somebody do an inquiry uh, well, into fair, it. Well, someone has lost their job as a result of this. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it was the person who did the investigation in the first place, um, which no doubt everyone will have their opinions on that. But it was alleged that Priti Patel had bullied members of staff at the Home Office. Uh, and I think there have been allegations in previous departments that she'd worked in. Um, obviously, she spent a bit of time out of the government after she uh, broke the ministerial code and was found to have lied about it. Uh, but, but then she came back into government and got promoted up to Home Secretary. Uh, say so it was alleged that she was bullied. And it was interesting that the uh, the actual inquiry wasn't allowed to speak to the main person who put the allegation out there in the first place. Um, I think it was someone called Philip, uh, who resigned as private secretary. Um, and it 
was uh, it was alleged that he also received an out of court settlement from the uh, so thank you very much as a taxpayer for spending some of my hard earned money on paying off this person who Pretty Patel had allegedly bullied. Well, we say allegedly. That was pretty much what the report said. Other than that, Boris Johnson decided to ignore it and put out a message out there saying, let's all form a square and rally around the Pritster. Uh, Chris Grayling, unfortunately, didn't know what a square was and just formed a different shape around her instead. But, you know, <laughs> kind of everything, can we? Uh, so I think it's well, just all in general. And, and, and this all on Friday, which was the final day of anti-bullying week. So thank you very much. So to end anti-bullying week, they, uh, Boris Johnson basically says... Uh, after an inquiry into bullying that uh, he doesn't think she's actually done anything wrong technically because she said he, he said she hasn't broke the code or whatever. But I think really the secret behind it there is that Boris Johnson found out about this, that you know she'd broke this code and that it looks like she had been bullying and she, she did the speech and accepted. I think Boris Johnson went to see her about, you know, maybe asking her to step down or saying, look, we can't keep you in your, in your position. And Priti Patel apparently said back to Boris, look, you sack me and we'll steal your dinner money. So, <laughs> there we go. Um, so are we are we moving on to the next thing then? Um, which I've got written down here that Apple have had five million worth of goods stolen from a lorry. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was a lorry. Uh, I think it was found on a slip road just off the M1. Uh, I think it had been taken for ransom. A security driver who was also with the lorry uh, had also been tied, and, and the police eventually found the lorry, and it had about five million pounds worth of goods. That Apple were transporting stolen. Uh, I've got a list of the goods actually. Uh, just got them here. It's um, two iPhone chargers, uh, one iPad case, and um, oh, sorry, that's it. <laughs> that's, and that's go. the sum total of five million pounds, is it? I think so. Yeah, that seems to be the way. Uh, yeah, but presumably allowed. Ma- maybe. The, and do you think they found it because? Some, do you think they found it because somebody had left find my iPhone and turned on? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, good thinking. Ah, they can they can locate the whole lot of them. Exactly. Um. So, I think we've got a candidate for joke we did next week, by the way. Oh, already. go on. Just joke we should have done last about week. Pretty Patel's. Uh, well, from, from this week's show. Oh, right, I think okay. that's what you mentioned about uh, Pretty Patel um, trying to steal Boris Johnson's dinner money. He could say, no, nah, it's all right. I get free school dinners because we're now giving them out to everyone and, and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Well, never mind. Uh, so oh, no, Pretty, Pretty Patel uh, said to Boris, look, if you sack me... I'm going to lock you in that fridge. Boris said, oh, no, I'm already in here. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, should, should we talk so, about some good news? We've got a COVID vaccine, haven't we? Got we've a couple, got a apparently. COVID vaccine, yeah. Um, I think by the well, there's, there's a couple out there. Uh, one of them developed by Pfizer. I think another one developed by someone in America. Um, it's been suggested that the they both... Uh, um, success rates of about 90-95%, which obviously is really good. Um, the one from Pfizer, which was announced first, it's only effect at temperature, stored at temperatures of about minus 80 degrees. So at the moment, we're not quite sure where we're going to store this, but we're thinking just next to Pretty Patel's heart might be okay. <laughs> uh, but there we go. Well, uh, it, yeah, obviously the couple of fridge, but obviously Boris Johnson's in there. It's funny, isn't it? <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? How how one vaccine's come out saying, "Oh, you know, we've got uh, this." Uh, I think it's ninety percent or whatever it was effective, and then the next vaccine, oh, we, we've got one as well. We think it's ninety five. They're all suddenly starting to come out of the woodwork now, and then somebody has just gone. 
did you also know that mouthwash can help prevent against uh, COVID-19 <laughs> as well? So did, did you hear that? Someone come out saying, uh, so, Boris, so Donald Trump's early suggestion, hold on a minute, what did I say? I said Donald Trump. Early suggestion, suggestion of uh, bleach or whatever he came out with yeah. weren't too far off. But yeah, apparently someone said that uh, it turns out mouthwash can be a good um, prevention of COVID-19. And, uh, you know, so somebody, you know, I think they were on sort of one of those kind of uh, breakfast programs and, and the hosts were like, you in what? Sorry, I tried to uh, I tried to kind yeah. of blank myself out. So this is and, uh, this, the person said, wash your mouth out. But anyway, <laughs> uh, that was terrible. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. Would, would you have thought, thought that uh, the vaccine would spread better if we didn't use mouthwash? So if people and, and didn't brush his teeth, if people's breath really stank, then we'd have to take two metres apart, which would really be a, a, an efficient way of dealing with the crisis. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. good good point. Um, but obviously, we did mention Boris Johnson there, and he's self-isolated at the moment, isn't he? He is, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so I think, I think we did actually make the joke on our Twitter feed that he's back in the fridge. <laughs> we did, yeah. He's self-isolating because Boris Johnson, you know that person who told us all to work from home where we can? Yeah. Do you know, do you know what he did? It was working in his office, wasn't it? <laughs> when he had a face-to-face meeting with someone uh, where they didn't keep two metres apart, and afterwards they posed for photographs, <laughs> uh, and then the photographs, you could tell that they weren't two metres apart. And do you know what happened, Jimbo? Yeah. He's had to self-isolate. We've had to have our Prime Minister restrict them, um, which we know full well is against freedom of... And that's, this is what's happened as a result. I mean, what a complete and utter imbecile, honestly. <laughs> you, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't make it. <laughs> um, but there, there we go. I mean, the, the slightly amusing bit is that, as I say, he's actually published photos with I think three Tory MPs that he had this very uh, meeting with, one of whom tested positive for COVID. And the, on the photos published, you can tell they're not two metres apart because they are pretty much the same as a shoulder's width apart. So unless he's two metres wide, then there is no way that. I mean, it really just just so laughable. It's untrue. But, uh, but there we go. Uh, what else has been going on, Jimbo? Oh well, let's let's stop talking about stupid blonde-haired leaders. Should we talk about Donald Trump? Go uh, for it, yeah. Donald Trump. Uh, he's still going. He's still claiming that he's won the election. <laughs> um, to the extent even even tweeted, "I won the election." To, uh, our response was good, pretty good though, weren't it? Response was that we are the best listened to uh, podcast. On Apple Podcasts. Of course we so are. Thank you very much. Facts confirmed. <laughs> um, what what amused me slightly was the fact that he tweeted um, last week or a few weeks ago. Uh, I have got I have had more votes to be president than any other sitting U.S. president in history, which is perfect, and there is no denying that. If it is fact checked, what he's failed to mention is he's also had more votes to unelect him. Than any other sitting president in US history, <laughs> we just seems to have forgotten that. Yeah, what he like? It, that's what he does. He likes to use. Son, he, he's good at using any facts that he has got to his advantage, but then emitting any anything else to make sure that only the good stuff's getting through, basically, doesn't he? Yeah, it's, it's quite misleading, really. His son was on the. His son caught COVID as well, hasn't he? Mm. And he's self isolating. Donald Trump Jr. Right. Okay. And if you've if if you've seen Donald Trump Jr. on he does a fantastic impression of Donald Trump. I mean, <laughs> it really is quite impressive. It is, it is so uncanny. <laughs> and whether or not he's 
going to line up as a future president. Who knows? I mean, uh, so, so Donald Trump is, you know, we all know that he's he's absolutely uh, dangerous and, and, you know, when it comes to social media and, uh, well, dangerous, entertaining, um, but also, you know, not, not ideal when, when it comes to using social media. Somebody else who's not uh, who's not doing so well with social media at the minute, the Pope. Of course, yes, the Pope. Do you want to say what he did? Yeah, so they're, they're investigating because the Pope's Instagram uh, channel has apparently liked a raunchy photograph of a model in a tiny schoolgirl outfit, um, <laughs> which is quite quite right. They're investigating it a little bit. Although, um, to be fair, I think the Catholic Church probably have had slightly bigger sex scandals in recent years that haven't been investigated in the same depth <laughs> that this one's been investigated in. But there we go. Well, to be fair to the to be um, to be fair to the Pope, though, it's not himself who looks after his uh, own. Twitter, his own Instagram channel, like unlike where Donald Trump looks after his Twitter feed and, and he has it on his phone, and we all know that's very dangerous. Um, but the, apparently, the Pope doesn't do that; he doesn't really go on Instagram. It's just a sort of official channel that's managed by a team of bishops below him. So, no doubt, after this, they'll be bashing the bishops. <laughs> well done, Jim. Well done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't going to say now about. Uh, oh yeah, did you see getting back to Trump on social media? Did you see uh, um, his praise for his sister on social media? Oh, so um, there was a news article. Yeah, he praised his, um, his sister had joined Twitter recently to tweet her support for Donald Trump. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was kind of just the usual. But it was very like, very much like Trump's Twitter feed, basically. Uh, and it contained under a name, you know, I am the sister of Donald Trump, president of America. Very much all these make Americans. And she tweeted a few things. And there was a journalist who kind of wrote about how the manner in which she was supporting her brother and said the US election was completely rigged and, you know, Donald Trump has won the election. Uh, and the journalist wrote the news article and sort of, you know, the headline on the article was Donald Trump's sister, Elizabeth, uh, or her name's Elizabeth, I think she sometimes calls herself Betty, um, has thrown her weight behind the allegations made by... Oh, you've gone for shit. Election, no, Hold on, okay, no, sorry. You went for a I second, thought... then you're back, though. You're back. Okay, I'm back. Um, to be fair, I'm only just talking a load of rubbish anyway. But <laughs> uh, the, the journalist tweeted the news article, and Donald Trump saw this and retweeted it with the words, thank you very much to my wonderful sister. Do you know what the slight problem was? Go on. His sister hadn't joined Twitter at all. It was a parody account. <laughs> hadn't been correctly labelled. <laughs> Someone saw this, thought it was a genuine account, wrote the article about it, and Trump tweeted it about his sister, even though it wasn't his sister. So, <laughs> probably tells you about as much as you need to know about the man. Um, I think we've got, got a couple of final news stories. Yeah. Um, as I say, let's stop talking about incompetent, incompetent leaders who say the wrong thing and embarrass themselves. Um, chairman of the FA, resigned, <laughs> if you've seen that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Greg Clark, I think his name is. Yeah. Um, he went to he went to talk about um, I think he was talking about the, uh, the this potential thing with the Premier League forming a potential breakaway um, and all this sort of stuff and restructuring the finances of professional football and he ended up talking about um, black footballers and sort of um, effectively talking about racial divisions within the game and um, dis- discrimination within uh, the football association and all that um, he referred to uh, people from uh, of black or minority ethnic people as being coloured which is quite an offensive thing to do nowadays 
And he also talked about there being a large amount of Southeast Asian uh, people who worked in the FA's IT department uh, due to them having different career interests and not wanting, by sounds of it, not, not wanted to be. Although they did um, quite a bad job because unfortunately they failed to cut his microphone on Zoom and, uh, and cut him off from speaker at this point and he carried on saying various things and ultimately was forced to resign afterwards. Um, and, and having already made very gaffes, uh, on, on similar subjects. Uh, so it was kind of about time. About, about it was kind of coming in about time that this uh, this was the case for him. Uh, that that sort of seemed to be the way. Yeah, I think he also made comments about uh, female goalkeepers not being very good because they don't like the ball coming at them very quickly. Um, although it was very quick to caveat saying that actually it's all right because most of the female football players can't kick the ball that hard anyway. <laughs> um, he, did, he, he did. He didn't say that. I'm joking. I'm joking. That's a that's a joke of a thing that he might say. Obviously. Yeah, so he has left, and hopefully we'll, we will not get someone quite as incompetent to come and replace him. Well, yeah, there we so go. there we go. Hopefully. And I think the final story we're going to finish off with, before we move on then, Fisher, an attempt to do your quiz, although I'm not sure how well it'll go, uh, given we've got some of the audio problems we've got at the minute. Uh, phallic mushroom carvings have been removed in Swansea after complaints that they looked like, well... The, 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 the idea, the, 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 they look, they are mushroom carvings, but they looked phallic. They looked like giant penises, basically. Um, so, uh, yeah, the councils apparently had to remove them. People have been a bit upset about it. Um, and, you know, and have rightly said that the council in Swansea should have stiffened up about this, issued a hardened response, and left the creative uh, carvings in place. Um, but they didn't. Anything to add on that, Fisher, or should we move on? No, I think you've covered everything there, really. So, on to Fisher's feature. What we got, Fisher? Thank, thank you very much, Jimbo. Um, fingers crossed this goes okay. And you can hear me all right. If it gets unmanageable, I shall call it and we can maybe roll over the quiz to next week or something if it gets mm. unmanageable, but uh, we'll attempt and see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. Um, so, uh, I've mentioned a couple of times the Ignat. Noble Awards uh, covered the 2020, 2019 and 2018 one. And have a guess which year I've got this time, Jimbo. Got to be 2017 then, has it? Obviously. It's 2017, yeah. yeah. So I, what a, what, I could have been a maverick and gone for a different year, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of working back in date order. So I'll run through the 10 awards that we've given out, and so it's just a simple question of what did they do to win those awards and what were the options? What did Mark Anton Fardin do to win the award for physics? Uh, and again... All of the awards have been won by teams of people, but I've only named one of them just to just to make it a little bit easier and, uh, and more simplistic, and save me reading off a load of names that I can barely pronounce. So, what did Mark Anton Fardin do to win the award for physics? Is it using fluid dynamics to probe the question: Can a cat be both solid and liquid, or was it for doing a study to work out which type of nut is the most aerodynamic? It was a walnut. <laughs> dimples provided an edge over other nuts. So. By aerodynamic, which ones fly through the air most successfully? Possibly uh, with speed or grace. I don't know how that works. Yeah, well, I suppose which one is uh, less resistant to air? Um, so if you've ever seen sort of some footage of, for example, professional cycling, aerodynamics is quite quite an important subject. Uh, so you often see people in wind tunnels, and that's why professional cyclists yeah. sometimes 
got helmets that point in a certain way and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, he may or may not have done this with uh, with various nuts. So, I mean, he sounds like a bit of a, a nutty professor. Hey. So he might have been doing that to uh, to to yeah to go with that. Well, can you just remember what the first one was again? Uh, using fluid dynamics to grab the question: Can a cat be both a solid and a liquid? Can a cat be both a solid and a liquid? A cat, yes, as in things that go meow. Are we talking about or after like... the cat's been 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 killed or has died and then can be melted down or something? Yeah. Well, I say it doesn't sound like a very nice image, does it? Having no. a liquid cat. No. And cats are scared of water, as it is, apparently. So they don't tend to like it, do they? Um, no, not really. No. I mean, uh, Cardi B. I don't know if you've heard, Cardi B sings a, a lot about wet cats. Um, I don't know if you're aware of that song in particular, but she does. Uh, uh, no. No. She often... Uh, so that, that might... That might not, not, it's gone over about, your head, that one, has it? About to tell a joke. That's... No. I was just saying yeah, that Car- Cardi B's... Car- also... Asking me about Cardi B. Yeah. So Cardi B, she's a, she's a rapper. That's that's yep. pretty much all I know, but she uh, yeah she she sings about wet cats so she maybe she's singing about these liquid type cats right. uh, because she sings about a wet ass pussy is is her song hey. which is uh, sorry which is funny because I I saw something on the on the internet the other day because obviously it's been announced hasn't it that various radio stations and <laughs> no, I didn't, <laughs> you, you're wondering what I've seen on the internet aren't you uh, I am well, I don't know if you've seen about Fairy Tale of New York but various radio stations have decided not to play the you get this every year, really, but they decide not to play the full version because of some of the lyrics in um, Fairytale New York can be deemed offensive and so on. Um, but I saw a, a sort of Facebook post saying, sorry, everyone, we're not going to play Fairytale of New York this year because it's too offensive. But here's a song by Cardi B rapping about a vagina, <laughs> <laughs> which I found very funny. Um, so let's go then with, I think it's going to be the... I, I think for you to have made the first one up is just crazy. So I'm going to go with the first one. I think I think it's this this seeing if a cat can be a liquid as well as a solid. Okay, uh, you'll be correct. Well done. Yeah. After my successful seven in a row start next week, I'm hoping to go better than that. Maybe get full marks, but if I can get eight in a row right, that'd be good. Yeah. Let's see how you do. Let's see how you do. So what did Milo Puhan do to win the award for peace? Was it for demonstrating that the regular playing of a didgeridoo is an effective treatment for snoring? Or, or <laughs> is it for studying the likelihood of a couple having a disagreement based on whether neither of them were drinking, one of them was drinking, or whether they were both drinking? Now, because of this audio issues that we've got, Fisher, the question that I heard was, what did somebody Puhan do to yeah. win the award for <laughs> P? <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, all right. <laughs> that's that's the question that I got. So I'm guessing it was he he won the award for peace, is what you're saying. Um, and can you just give me the answers again? Sorry, because it did break up a little bit. Okay. So Milo Puhan award for peace. Was it for demonstrating that the regular playing of a didgeridoo is an effective treatment for snoring, or for studying that the likelihood of a couple having a disagreement uh, based neither of them drinking? one of them drinking or them both drinking ah okay so so to, talking about the effects of alcohol on a couple who are having disagreements and with one of them drinking the other drinking one of them not drinking two of them not drinking, and all that kind of combination or the first yeah. one uh did you do in the effects on your mood and so snoring. on and the snoring and so on oh interesting okay um now i'm i i kind of made up a uh a, a didgeridoo or not didgeridoo but i kind of made up a, an answer the other week involving Another Rolf Harris instrument, didn't I? We don't want to talk about Rolf Harris too much, but uh, yeah. that is another notable 
instrument. So I don't know whether you've done the same as me and tried to, to pick out something similar and go with something like that to throw me off. Um, but I'm not sure. Uh, I would say it was... Oh, I don't want to get this wrong because I really want to go and get everything right. Yeah, I want to... Right. Let, I mean, obviously, I don't want to get them wrong, but... Right. <laughs> let's let's go with the first one. The didgeridoo one. I'm going to go against my instincts here. Didgeridoo. Correct. Well done. Yes. Well done, Jimbo. Um, next up. Uh, what did Matthew Rockloff do to win the award for economic? Was it for writing a, a paper in which he assessed the impact Impact on football players' performance of if a spectator threw coins at them. <laughs> was it for experiments how contact with a live crocodile affects a person's willingness to gamble? All right, okay. So either if a football player performs, how they perform when they're having coins thrown at them, if they perform better yeah. or whatever, or if having contact with a crocodile <laughs> makes you more likely to gamble. Yeah. So it's suggesting that if you're quite... If you quite, if you take the risk of being near a crocodile, you're also likely potentially take more risk when it comes to gambling money and so on. Yeah, I Ooh. presume on the first one, it's if you uh, are you motivated by a clear um, demonstration of the fact that your supporters aren't particularly liking what you're doing. Well, they do say that you know when you when you get yeah. angry and stuff, you can you can do things better, don't they? Sometimes when you, you know, mm-hmm. like you know, if you ever see a football player lose a ball in a match and then suddenly they. You know they can go. They can, sometimes they can they can see red a little bit and even get themselves sent off, or or they can go and win the ball back straight away, can't they? And they kind of get a little burst of energy sometimes, and you know. So yeah. I, I can see sensing both of them in in, in a weird way. But um, let's say, although the purpose, you know, why we need to know that, I'm not so sure. But anyway, let's go with the crocodile one. Crocodile island gambling. Uh, you'd be correct. Well done. Uh, so next up, so he's three out of three, Jimbo. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, what did James Heathcote do to win the award for? And that, was it for his medical research study? Why do old men have big ears? <laughs> or, or was it for his seminal bit of research? Can you smell if you have a smelly nose? Can you smell if you've got a smelly nose? Or yeah. why do men? Why do old men have big ears? And yeah. I mean, you know. I, I, this is why I've got my headphones on to hide my massive ears and I've got my grumpy old man <laughs> t-shirt on. So, uh, well, I, 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 there's not really much in... We, we know that his ears are apparently the only part, one of the only parts of his body that doesn't stop growing, is it? Or is it... Or is it... Uh, is it they're always the same... They're not always the same size because babies have really small ears. So. Same size, though, yeah. But apparently um, your nose well, doesn't, it, does it? Apparently your nose keeps the, growing. Is that right? Depends on how many lives it tells, but really, of course, yeah. Uh, if it, if it's a common known fact that your ears keep growing, <laughs> then it's probably reason why do old men have big ears. Isn't that much of a, not much of a drastic paper, really, is it? No. Um, and what was the sec- the second one again? Was about um, and can you smell if you've got a smelly nose? Good point. Very good point, though. Uh, I'm going to say the second one then. Can you smell if you've got a smelly nose? You'd be wrong. Oh. <laughs> yeah. To be fair. I smelt something dodgy with that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, um, it's a character Noddy called Big, Big Ears. ears well, yeah, by the way, yeah. I'm, I'm fairly sure it's got nothing to do with him. Uh, next up, uh, what did Rodrigo Ferreira do to win the award for Bayern? It's not that, by the way. Um, uh, sorry, you, you might have to repeat what it, you've just said because I completely missed it. Okay. What did Rodrigo Ferreira do to win the award for for Bayern? Is it 
the discovery of a female penis and a male vagina on a cave in or for studying whether people born with more than five toes on their foot have better balance. Okay, so again, I heard that very sort of distortedly. So, so he, he discovered a male vagina and a female penis. What I got there was on the wall of a cave for some reason. Uh, on, on a cave insect. On a so cave on insect. insect. Cave. Oh, right, okay. I thought yeah. somebody had been drawing rude pictures. Um, no. Let's go... The Egyptian hieroglyphs. Yeah. All right, let's go with... Um, let's go with... The f- well, or, why, well that, that, would be, the... that would be quite good research, wouldn't it? Well, that's not. Uh, that... hmm. I don't know. Or the other option is: Do you uh, balance better if you've got more than five toes on one of your feet? I'm gonna go with that one because I think the first one is is it's quite a good discovery. Really, it's not. I, I wouldn't think it would be any because normally it's about these these sort of things being ridiculous. But that's quite a good discovery in a sense. If you've found an insect that's got, I don't know. You know what I mean? There's probably something ridiculous in it, but I can't see that as clearly as the other one. So let's go with the the balancing one. If you've got more than five toes, okay. Um, you've been correct. Very strange. There we go. So I think you've you've got your first three right and the next two wrong, unfortunately. Yeah. But so let's see how you see how you do in the end. Uh, what did Juan Han do to win the award for fluid dynamics? Was it for studying the dynamics of liquid slop? to learn what happens when a person walks backwards while carrying a cup of coffee? Or was it for studying if there is an optimal height to bomb into a swimming pool to make the loudest possible noise? Well, we mentioned the water bombing championships last week, didn't we, in Sheffield? And uh, uh, We did, yes. So just for those that didn't, didn't catch that, I've worked, I, th- I think I've worked out that the question is about Juan Han uh, it was researching into liquid dynamics. So that's how liquid moves and behaves and so on like yeah. that and he's looking at whether the effects on someone holding coffee walking backwards or somebody mm-hmm. water bombing to a pool now i think because of the water bombing mentioned last week i think uh you've kind of made that answer up i'm gonna go with the somebody holding coffee walking backwards okay and well done you'll be correct um next up what did Fernand? Under Ito do to win the award for nutrition? Was it for the first specific report on human blood in the diet of a vampire or for studying whether the shape of pasta has an impact on its nutritional value? So the shape of pasta, whether it's got whether it's better nutritionally depending on its shape. The first one yeah. I, I didn't really get this. I, I, I heard something about was it, did you say something to be the vampire or something? Vampire bat or something? Yeah, sorry, the a scientific report on human blood in the diet of a vampire bat. Okay. So, mm. what happens if a vampire bat drinks human blood? Right, okay. A vampire, so, vampire bats are real then, aren't they? Yeah. I believe so. There's fruit bats and vampire bats, obviously. Fruit oh. bats presume eat fruit, and vampire bats presume eat vampires. All right. Yeah, so... Hmm. I, see, I always thought they they were a myth. No. Um, I wouldn't Apparently ca- not, but... I wouldn't how, ca- can, how can you have a bat named after me if they're a myth? Well, because I thought it was part part of the uh, like Dracula type thing, so I'll I'll not I'll not think that in future. I'll be very careful. I won't I won't count on it that uh, that vampire bats aren't real. Um, let's go let's go then with the the bat one. Okay, uh, well done. You'd be correct. Uh, next up, why did Jean Pierre Royette win the award? Is it for using 
brain scanning technology to measure the extent to which some people are disgusted by cheese. Or to research to whether drinking champagne at varying speeds can call you call can cure you of hiccups. Uh, so drinking champagne at various speeds can cure you of hiccups, is what you're saying? Yeah. Or whether... Or whether looking at people's brains can tell you whether or not they like cheese. Mm, okay. Um, I think that it's the, the cheese one. I'm going to go with the cheese one. Cheese. Correct. Well done. Okay. Doing well here, Jim. Yeah. Um, so is that six out of eight so far? Yeah. I think we should try and keep the score more regularly on this, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. What did Matteo Martini do to win the award Cognition? Is it for demonstrating that many identical twins can't tell themselves apart? Or for assessing how easy it is to recognize who've had their facial hair shaved off? Again, it's very broken up. But the first one was um, whether identical twins can look at photographs and pick out themselves. How able yeah. they are to do that or the second one was about something to do with recognizing people when they've shaved the mustaches and stuff off uh, well fa- facial hair in general but yeah once shaved yeah okay see you know i i know what they mean because i i, I didn't you know when it comes to my own parents you know i i didn't recognize um you know when they when 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 my mum shaved her mustache off i didn't recognize her at all <laughs> um <laughs> um so yeah, do you not recognise her in the papers now? <laughs> Let's go with the. I think it's the identical twins one. Identical twins not being able to recognise each other. Correct. Well done. <laughs> uh, and finally, last question: What did Mauricio Lopez Chijon do to win the award for? Obs- is it for showing that developing human fetuses respond more strongly to music that is played electromagnetically? Inside the mother's vagina, the music that is played electromagnetically on the outside of a mother's belly. Or finding out whether women give birth more quickly, depending on what music is playing in the background. It transpired that relaxing music gave a faster birth compared to fast-paced rock music. Okay, so something to do... I mean, again, it was very, very broken up there. So the first one was something to do with how, how a baby responds to different styles of music, I think. Yeah. And then the second one was about how quickly a mother can give birth depending on the t- the type and the speed of music whether it's rock music or slow music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. I'm going to go with the second one then. That uh he did his research on how how quickly a mother can give birth depending on music playing. Yeah. Uh you're incorrect unfortunately. Well there we go. So, none less. Well, well, then I think you got seven out of ten. Not, not there. too bad. So, Happy with that, considering. In, yeah. Interestingly, well, probably not that interesting, but uh, I've started. Going, I've got a new method for this, whether to choose. Yeah, you've got two scenarios. Which one do you put first, and which one do you put second? Because I was listening to this podcast with someone um, a few weeks ago, and they said that they were trying to work it out. And said, oh, actually, the last couple of answers were the first one, so mm-hmm. it's going to be the second one because you can't keep on the same sequence. I don't. I don't know if you have the same problem with. So I decided what I would start doing is I'd start tossing a coin. It ended up as heads, I'd put the genuine answer first, and if it was tails, I'd put the genuine answer second, completely utterly random. Um, and it turned out I had nine heads and one tail in that, so nine of the answers there, the first <laughs> ones were true. I do what you mean. I do, I do know what you decided mean. decided on a random basis. Yeah, I do know what you mean, though. D- trying to decide which answers are going to be, which, in which 
in which answers you know are going to be the A's and the B's and stuff. It's quite quite challenging, isn't it, when we're putting together yeah. these quizzes? I always find that difficult yeah. as well because I don't want to keep repeating what I do each week and it become too predictable for you. So yeah, yeah it can be. T- that's a good idea. I might, I might follow that advice in future. Uh, just, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what's the odds of you having nine? You know, nine of the same ones is a bit, bit. That's a bit unusual, isn't it? But anyway. Uh, well, I can, I can find that out for you in a moment, but uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that might be my homework for the week. I'm sure. well, done, well done anyway, Jim. So uh, we've we've struggled through this podcast. Uh, I, I'm not sure, you know, kind of what the uh, the audio quality is going to be like when we listen back. But sorry uh, if we well, well we have had issues with audio today. Not 100 percent sure why. Only have, these things only ever start when we actually go live, uh, not when we're beforehand. But that's what's happened. Hopefully, uh, the audio version might be better or might not. Who knows? I wouldn't wouldn't be sure yet. But anyway, thank you for listening to us today. And for, you know, the previous reviews that we had, we mentioned earlier on as well. Happy to take more reviews, although don't review us based on our audio quality because we are working in that word that everybody keeps saying that I'm sick of hearing. Um, how many times? You know, oh, it's unprecedented times. I've wanted to say this in quite a few podcasts. If there's one word that's the most used word throughout this pandemic, it's that one, isn't it? I wish they'd invent a new word because I hate that word. <laughs> Grumpy old man club. Yeah. What's wrong with, what's wrong with just unusual? Yeah. Or- Different, you know. Maybe, maybe that's what we need to do for all these politicians. Buy us the source. Well, it's the politicians' um, fault because, like, you, you see, you know, when they do like um, they do vox pops, which is which is where they go on the streets and they speak to people and ask for the public opinion, and then they play it in the news news pieces and stuff. Whenever you watch these now, you've got students or like grannies saying, "Oh, it's unprecedented times!" Like they probably never heard that word as used as much before. Now I hate. I just I can't. It just really goes through me now when I start hearing people say that. So don't you be squeezing it into future episodes, Fisher. Well, I think, I think I've got another challenge for next week. I think, oh, well, just, just getting back to the point about how likely it is to get uh, on, on nine of the same coin toss, I think that if you do um, two to the ten should give you, yeah, two to the power ten should give you how many, how many possibilities there are on that, that front. So if you do, hang on, two to the power there's 1,024 possible outcomes that you could do from flipping a uh, many different results. Could. So what was the question then? How likely is it to get 9 out of 10? 9 out of 10 heads? Or yeah. exactly 9, or at least 9? Yeah. Uh, if, it, if, if it was to get exactly 10, then you'd be talking 1 in 1,024. Uh, although if you include or getting all tails... Then it'd be two in a thousand and twenty-four. Um, but there's ten more opportunities, so I think it basically becomes about a one percent chance of getting what I looks of it. I uh, can show you my full working. It's, it, it's okay, Carol. We'll leave it there. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and you know when I said that your audio is really bad, it's really yeah, bad. It's, it's so t- just shut up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I would have finished though. Just thinking about talking about vox pops. Did you see one of the ve- best vox pops ever the other day? Um, which so if if you remember if you watch I'm a Celebrity, uh, Jordan mm. North who looks like he's kind of out in the lead at the minute in terms of a favourite for winning I'm a Celebrity and being crowned King of the Jungle. First time I've ever watched it by the way this year because I've never usually bothered with it, but I've give it a go this year. Uh, he when he's been doing his um, Bush Tucker trials, whatever they call them, um, probably not Bush Tucker trials anymore, like Welsh World trials, whatever they are now. Um, yeah. They've been like 
he's been like sort of saying happy place, happy place and turf moor, which he describes unusually as his happy place, which isn't really a happy place at the minute, is it? Um, seen as a sort of sat towards the bottom of the Premier League or maybe actually mm. smack bottom, I'm not 100% sure. Although we all know Sheffield United yeah. is sitting comfortably there as well. Um, but they went, for some reason, they were at Turf Moor and I don't know if it was anything to do with I'm a Celebrity, but somebody was there and they uh, they stopped and somebody was going past on a, on a mobility scooter and the news reporter said, uh, how, are you, how are you feeling today? He goes, how do you think I'm feeling? The pubs are shut. And then he just drove <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which I thought were quite funny. If anyone's not seen that, it's it's worth watching. But yeah, thank you for any reviews that we've had. Sorry about the audio quality today. Don't mark us down because of audio audio quality, but we do happily take your reviews, good or bad. We'll always read them out. Even if they're really bad, we'll read them out, won't we, Fisher? Uh, well, I suppose it depends quite how bad it is, but yeah, as long as you give us five stars or more, <laughs> we'll read them out. Yeah. There we go. Anyway, thank you so, for listening. Apologies for my uh, my audio quality. What's my video been like, Jimbo? Uh, I think it's been as jumpy, but it doesn't doesn't yeah. matter as much with the video. But yeah. So anyway, thank you for listening. At Waste of Web Space is our Twitter account. Same as Facebook. Wasteofwebspace.co.uk um, as well. Plenty of ways to get in touch. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week, hopefully in more high definition when it comes to sound and video. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.